Big news. Huge. We got a we got a we got a special guest. Matt. We have a guest on this show. I mean, we have guests on this show all the time. Yeah, we got Howie, we got Shea Weber, we got Joel uh, Embiid, we got uh, Tony Russo, we got Jesus Christ from Nazareth one time. We did, yeah. But this might be the biggest guest we've ever had on this show. Bigger than Jesus. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because this guest that we have isn't spewing bullshit. Right. As Jesus was. Yeah. Correct. Uh, We have... Kevin Kincaid of Crossing Broad. He's been covering sports since 2009 from CBS to Crossing Broad. Tons of accolades. And the first question I have for you, with as many accolades as you have, is this by far the lowest moment of your career being on the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour? <laughs> well, I got to be. Well, first of all, I didn't know I was the first guest that you guys ever had. So that's a, <laughs> that's a privilege and an honor for sure. Yes. And, uh, you know, no, I, I, I'm happy to be on here. You know, I see uh, we've had some Twitter interactions. I see some of the clips that you guys share. I think there was a song I was listening to <laughs> where I was like, what the hell are these guys talking about here? You know, I was just like, seemed like just a couple of a uh, couple of assholes. And it was right up my alley. So here I am, you know. Perfect. Well, yeah, I, I think you're four, gonna... four assholes. Yes, four, four assholes, assholes yeah, to, be so, to be exact. And now, and now you're the fifth one fitting right in. So, yeah, it's uh. <laughs> It's awesome having you. Uh, just five assholes shooting this shit for a couple minutes. And and honestly, couldn't it be happening at a better time? Uh, we've all known each other here at the Rocky Balboa Cheesecake Fun Hour. Jimmy, Nick, and I have known each other since high school. Nick and Jimmy even before that. And Dirty Mike just leached on us, uh, and we don't really like him. Yep. Uh, we started right after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and Philly has been shit ever since with sports. But now you're joining us in the best week of sports. So... We'll get into some fun questions, but I'll start off with the easy layup. How just how good are the Eagles? Is a dumb layup. Ninety four one ninety seven five question. How good are they? Are they the best in the NFC East? How far can they go? Yeah, they're the best team ever. Six one zero six three two zero nine seven five. No, listen, I uh, I love it, man. They got they got weapons everywhere. They got defensive studs. I mean, like they they look like they don't have a lot of flaws. You know, I mean, Seth Joyner would say that he's unhappy and they probably should be 0-5 at this point. But, you know, to be quite honest, man, I've enjoyed every single moment of it. You know, uh, Jalen Hurts looks good. He's answered every every question that we've had about him. Uh, A.J. Brown is a stud. Devontae Smith is a stud. Dallas Goddard's a stud. Every dude on the offensive line is a stud. It's like, what, what, would, what would you upgrade on this team? Say safety, maybe, I guess, you know? <laughs> like, try to find try to find a younger defensive end. Man, I, I've just been enjoying it, you know? It's just been fun to watch. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and yell about a Super Bowl or, or a division or whatever. I mean, the Cowboys got a good defense, but I'm also not scared of uh, – the Cowboys either. If you want to treat them like they're the 1985 Chicago Bears, then, you know, as Howard Eskin would say, get a get a fucking dog, you know? Absolutely. And and I think the most important thing you said about all that with this team being complete and the fact that there's not much to upgrade on here is that fuck Seth Joyner. I mean, that guy fucking blows. I mean, just like <laughs> rim my asshole, Seth Joyner. How can you possibly be that negative after a game? And then he went on to say that the Cowboys beat the Rams as if the Rams are anything potent this year. Their offensive line sucks. I think the only team they beat are the Atlanta Falcons and a team that's eluding me that isn't even that good. Like, he's just the only old trope, old hat, Negadelphia that just needs to get out of here. Just fuck Seth Joyner. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. That's a very, uh, very crass message, but one that I would agree with for sure. I, I don't, you know, and here's the thing, like to take it to the next level, it's like, you know, he's a former player, right? And uh, that's how they think. 
Like it's not good enough. We're going to take it one game at a time. We're going to not, not think about this. We're going to think about what we can improve on. Okay. Well, like no shit, you know, everybody's trying to get better at everything they do. Every crossing broadcast we do, we talk about it afterwards. We say, what can we do better? You know, uh, maybe you guys do it on this show. Maybe not. You seem to have low standards, but very, um, you, you know, but the point being is like, no shit, man. We know it, you know, the, the Jalen Hurts comes out and says the same thing after every game too. Well, you know, we're just focused on the next one. We got to get better. We got to watch the film, blah, 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 whatever platitude cliche you want to come up with. And that's fine if they think that way, but it doesn't make for good post-game analysis because it's just all, it's the same thing over and over. You know, we blitz seven guys every time in 1991, you know, the players were tougher back then. They got to do this. They got to do that. It's like he, like he demands perfection and it's unrealistic like if they won 47 to 3 he would just be complaining about the field goal that they gave up you know so at some point you look at him you look at other player former players like jaws and barrett brooks and whoever whoever else is doing it and uh they don't have a problem walking it down the middle and pointing out the positive things in addition to the negative things you know seth joiner's 90 percent negative 10 percent positive and he's turning into the old man who yells at the cloud from the simpsons meme you know it's just old i'm sick of this guy's shit they're five and oh it hasn't happened since 2004. Enjoy it. If you can't enjoy the ride, what the hell are we watching the Eagles for in the first place? You got the rest of your life to be negative about all this shit. Enjoy the ride. We got the rest of the week, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday. Look at the film, point out what went wrong. In the immediate aftermath of them going 5-0, and oh, don't take the Negadelphia shit. It's stupid. It is stupid. Nick, yeah, and then he's, a, you know, he, he's part of that. You know, you said it, Kevin. He He's part of that um, former player can say whatever the fuck he wants. And then, you know, the fans are going to listen to it. Like half the fan base will, you know, just like back him up no matter what the fuck he says. Like everybody's too scared to challenge a guy like Seth Joyner. And when we do, I mean, we like to do it on Twitter. We, we you know, we'll go after Seth Joyner. He's got a fucking his profile picture is a fucking tiger. You know, he, he thinks he's like. <laughs> I, I don't know what, like what that, he, that dude is just a douche. Exactly. And well, um, he got duped. He got duped by like a fake climate change thing too, you know? And then like was arguing with somebody about like the, the polar ice caps or some shit, you know, it's like, come on, man, you know? And then of course, everybody, what does everybody do with the foreign players? They do the CTE jokes, right? Oh, he's got brain damage, but maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But it's like, it's not just football though, dudes. It's like anybody who does the back in my day shit for any, anything they do is stupid. You know, it's if so I sat annoying. here and said, like, well, 15 years ago when I was in media, nobody gives a shit, you know, because we're not living in 15 years ago. We're living in now. So other analysts, other former players have been able to adapt and be able to talk about the modern day game. He's still talking like it's Buddy Ryan and Kelly Green, you know, like it's 90, like it's 610 WIP back in 1991. And we've evolved from that, you know. So I just, you know, I, th I think pragmatism is unfashionable in Philadelphia. It always has been, but I think we should try it. You know, I don't think fans are like the angry uncle that we all grew up with who was pissed off and just just wanted to complain about every game i think people actually enjoy what they're watching these days god forbid you know eskin's the same type of guy too all right uh that's way too much time on seth joiner because uh as we start off the beginning fuck him and he can rim my asshole um a couple a couple questions here it comes with a follow-up do you have any inside info on nick sirianni if so is he or is he not prescribed to adderall and the follow-up how much adderall is stimulant nick on during game day Man, I have to go back to my uh, freshman year at West Virginia University to answer. Oh, any that's Adderall, Adderall City. Yeah, to answer any Adderall questions, man. I don't know. That was that was a shit show there. You know, um, I, I, people say I look like Sirianni too. By the way, I don't know. Yeah, Do you guys see yeah, it? yeah. I see yeah, yeah. it. Sure, that's not a bad thing, but yeah, I see. It. I said it to my wife earlier before I came here. No, so, I would do Nick Sirianni. You get Furkan Korkmaz. Well, that's so not I good. Think, uh, you know, 
One guy's one guy's trending up, the other is the third stringer at this point. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah dude, you know what's funny about Sirianni? It's like everybody everybody found his shit to be really corny in the beginning, you know, and like he's saying stuff that's very surface level. But these guys buy into it, man. I mean, like the, he he speaks a language they understand that he cares about his players, you know. So in turn, they care about him. It's just like any employer employee relationship. It's reciprocity, man. You act like you give a shit about them, they'll give a shit about you, and we see the results for that, you know. Hell yeah, man! Absolutely, and it is it is funny and and not guilty as charged when he first came in and and as he still is doing to this day, all the pandering. We were all you know telling him like, "What the hell are you doing?" To his first press conference where he was jibber jabbering, obviously from nerves. They're all buying into it, and that's all that matters. Uh, I just I think he's on loads and loads of Adderall, and I wish I was as well. Uh, so the next question, we're gonna veer away from the Eagles. Uh, and hopefully they just keep going on the undefeated train, especially uh, this week against the Cowboys. Um, who do you hate more and why? Eskin or Angelo? Um, tough. I hate, I hate, well, that's a tough question, man. Yeah, I, I hate, <laughs> I hate Eskin a little bit more than Angelo because Angelo, we all know, is just playing a character, you know, and he has admitted to that in, in interviews and podcasts that he's done. And, you know, Angelo, to his credit, was a real journalist back in the day. You know, like he actually went to locker rooms, he did stories, he was a writer, and then he made the transition and he admitted that he sold out and took more money to go to radio. And now he plays a character on the radio and it's fake. And when he turns off that character, he's actually a very erudite and interesting person who I think, quite frankly, would be good with like alongside like a Glenn Mack now on the weekend show. You know, um, Howard's always been a fraud, uh, negative, critical, you know, made a living calling other made made his career calling other people morons and nitwits and dopes and stuff like that. My dad used to listen to him all the time and we'd be going to, you know, midget might football practice or whatever right now. <laughs> I'd have to listen to Howard Eskin, you know, yelling at his callers and just being an asshole in general. And I hate being around him at the Sixers and, and other things because I think he's a grandstander. I think he thinks it's all about him. He acts like he cares about the fans. He doesn't give a shit about the fans. He only cares about himself. Um, and he asks his fake hard questions always goes first, butts in front of people, yells over other people because it's all about him and it's about his shtick. You know, I ask the hard questions, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't get anything in return. Um, he's critical of the Sixers, the Phillies, and the Flyers, and the Eagles can do no wrong because he's the sideline reporter for the for the Eagles. His, his shit is so fake and transparent. Um, I can't believe people gobble it up, and I don't know why it makes me so angry, but it does. So. You're, you're not alone, and, and it, it is. It's just... <sighs> I think it makes you and me and everyone else so angry because we know Angelo is a troll. and I don't even know if troll is the right word. He's just playing his character. It's that Howard believes in himself. And he's been doing it for so long. And another one we can add to the fuck you list is, is Howard Eskin. I, I would agree with you that I hate Howard more. And I don't know why he still gets away with it, which leads me to my next question. On a scale of one to murder, how much leeway does Howard Eskin get in this town? <laughs> You know, it's almost like he's just become like grandfathered in, you know, I think like you look originally like you look at what these guys were originally back in the day. And there was a lot of like good stuff that they did in a different era when it was about asking hard questions and when it was about being an asshole and it was about like unmitigated accountability and all that stuff that people gobble up back in the day. And I'm not I'm not beyond giving credit where credit's due. And I think what they did, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago was important and, and much more meaningful than what they do now. But now they've become kind of like caricatures of themselves. You know, it's like, what do you, what do you do? You could, you could have retired years ago. You guys made the amazing radio money before radio went to shit, you know? So um, my thing is, is that I just don't, especially in a town like Philadelphia that claims authenticity 
uh, more than anything. Like what, what's the, what's the motto? What, when you boil down Philly into like the simplest of, 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 you know, explanations, right. And sports fans here and the people here and the type of blue collar mentality, like people just don't want to be bullshitted. You know, you can say whatever you want to me. Just don't just be honest with me. Don't, don't feed me bullshit. Right. Those two guys have been feeding everybody bullshit for 30 years. So that's all, that's all it is. You know, you can say whatever you want. You can have whatever opinion you you want. You can have whatever take you want. Just be honest about it, man. When you turn, when you start doing fake shit, um, like they have done, it, it, it turns out to be damaging to the Philly sports fan base. I think it's cultivated like a, like a, you know, a portion of people who are just like dumb and angry and, and, you know, not very, not very smart and not very analytical when it comes to sports. And it's just, you know, having to, having to deal with that, the residual effect of that has just been like annoying. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. They've run their course is really the end all be all of those two. Uh, Jimmy, you have a question? Yeah, Kevin, I, I one of the things I love on your blog is the radio and it's kind of related is the radio wars uh, uh, posts, um, because I, I think you guys are the first ones to sort of call out the 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 radio personalities in this town whose idea was radio wars and like what was the you know the origin story behind that yeah so that was kyle scott's um you know brand that he started probably back in 2014 at the end of 2014 beginning of 2015 i want to say and i you know i would read crossing broad all the time when i was still at eyewitness news you know we would be on there multiple times a day reading about all the the josh ennis stuff and the mike missinelli stuff and all that craziness and you know, really, I think that idea spawned for him just out of the fact that like, man, these guys are fucking crazy, man. What are they doing here? You know, sending roses to the other station and like, you know, doing, you know, uh, blackface jokes or whatever Josh was doing. I mean, like these guys are like certifiably insane, you know, and there was people were just captivated by how, how you know, crazy the back and forth was just between WIP and um you know, 97.5 at that time. I mean, just people doing insane, some of the craziest stuff, you know, Mike Missanelli, like accusing John Marks of like using burner accounts and and things like that. I mean, these guys were just like doing this crazy stuff and just providing so much ammunition that he just, he just started documenting it, you know, and it like took on a life of its own, you know, and that just, that just be kind of came like a, like a crossing broad brand that just, you know, carried on even, even to today, you know, I mean, it's not the same as it used to be like, obviously like those guys aren't actively, at each other's throats anymore. And a lot of the major players and it retired and moved on, you know, like Josh and and Mike and, and Tony Bruno and Andy Bloom and all of them. But uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, people are just fascinated with the, with the media stuff. And we don't, there, there aren't a lot of people in Philadelphia who write about media in general anymore. So even the non-radio war stuff that we do, just like comings and goings and hirings and firings, you know, that stuff does really well just because I think uh, people are interested in that and you know, nobody else is really doing it. It, I, I might be off base on it. I, I think it's almost WWE in a way because it's the characters we get to watch all the time and it's just like you want to see how these stories play out and at that time the time you were saying like when it was Ennis versus Miss Anelli and they were actively going against each other you wanted to see like the final pay-per-view match like what was going to go down and to this day next point Miss Anelli like leaving on Tuesday regardless of your feelings about him that's wild. A titan of the industry just like leaving on Tuesday is wild. And the fact that they cut out on TV is like cut, cut Devon Givens. Uh, we, uh, we're taking too much of your time already. We don't need to get too much into that because uh, oh, I think it's all good. Are you kidding me? Like both of the kids are down down for, for bed finally. I'm like, I'm like scot free here. I, I would do anything at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll get to the Phillies because we need to. The Phillies are 
Can I say something about that real quick? Can I interject real quick? You were talking about the the Missinelli thing. Yeah, please. I've, I've breaking news? Are you going to break news of the Rocky Balboa cheesesteak fun hour? No, no news to break, but like I've been... You can fake break news if you want, by all means. <laughs> no, I actually use crossing broadcast to do that a couple times just to try to like boost boost numbers. It's like a cheap, <laughs> cheap, uh, cheap ass way to do, to get people to watch, you know, but um, you know, when I was doing that Miss Nelly story, that that story, I've, I've been doing this for like 13 years. That was the biggest pain in the ass story I've ever done in my entire life. Um, trying to find out why he left on a Tuesday and what happened between him and Beasley. You know, I, I think like, you know, I think I texted, called and emailed like a combination of like 20 some people and um, or probably like 30, actually 10 of them didn't even want to have anything to do with me at all. And the other 20 like either didn't know or like just offered like some like basic stuff. I mean, they were just very guarded about all that. And it was like, it was just toxic shit, man. I mean, it was like it was like people gaslighting me and like saying like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and your information's wrong. And this and that. I was like, holy cow! Like it's not, you know. It was almost like it made me feel like I was I was like in front of the January sixth commission instead of like finding out what was happening to like a radio host in Philadelphia, you know. But I mean, that was such a headache to to compile and figure out what was going on there. And really, the story is that there really isn't a story, you know. They just um that relationship just deteriorated between him and management to the point where like they didn't want to have anything to do with him anymore. And uh, he was just like, all right, that's it. You know, we're done on a, on a Tuesday. And uh, like, I thought that was a shame, honestly, because like that guy was the face of that uh, radio station for a long time. And whether you think he's an asshole or not, I mean, probably deserved to go out in a different way. So you're saying that that was his decision, not management. It was his, it was his decision to, to, walk out of on that Tuesday on at the time that he did, but he wasn't, his contract was expiring and they weren't going to bring him back regardless. So I think he had just kind of was fed up and he was like, look, okay, I know they're not going to renew my contract. Like, I don't know. I just don't want to do this anymore. And so it just ended on like a Tuesday, you know, cause they couldn't, they couldn't really, it seemed like they were at an impasse of like, how, how is this going to end? You know? And so Mike was just like, from my understanding was that Mike was just like, all right, fuck it. I'm out. You know? It, <laughs> I just remember the snowball effect of that afternoon being like being on Twitter and just seeing like what's going on, Miss Anelli, see what's going on, Miss Anelli, and turning on the TV and just like that whole day of all the guests coming on and him getting emotional, and be like, is this really happening? Because I think most people of our generation and you cover it, so you you, you cover it so. Uh, I think you cover it very rationally. We're, we're very much like, fuck Missinelli. But like back in our day, like we grew up with him and he was awesome. And then he got very political. So it was very much like, ah, shut the fuck up, Missinelli. Get back to sports, you know, shut up and dribble all that dumb bullshit that you shouldn't say. Like, but then you saw me like, is this really happening? Mike Missinelli. And, and it's still crazy to this day that you just don't have that much information about it. Pretty, pretty wild. Yeah, that was wild. You know, I mean, it's, it, these guys were all, it's funny too, man, because like these radio guys, like the, that original wave of radio guys, like your Mike Missinelli and Angelo Cataldi and Howard Eskin and Glenn Mack now, Anthony Gargano, they, they were all like, these were like massive personalities, like, you know, like, like Titans of the industry when the industry was at its apex, you know, I mean, you gotta, I think what people fail to realize is that when sports radio began, there were no sports talk radio hosts, right? We've never done this before. Who are we going to get to do this? So they went to the newspapers and they got journalists to do it. So all these guys came over with a lot of credibility because Gargano, Missinelli, Angelo, all these dudes were in locker rooms and they had talked to players and they they had sources and contacts. And so they came over with credibility, you know, and now a lot of the hosts that you have 
can start in radio. They're like a production assistant. Then they're like an intern and then they're a producer. Now they can go right to like doing like a big, a big like PM driver morning show, you know, and it's just a different path. And I don't know if people respond to that the same way that they respond to like these old school guys who like came, came through a different path, you know? So it's just like a really fascinating time for, for sports talk radio and like sports media in general too. I mean, it's, it's just a lot different. I mean, you got blogs with credentials and, you know, they let assholes like us into the games too. So, you know, it's like re- really fair game for anybody. One question about the Sixers. What's your thoughts about the Phillies? And we'll let you out of here. Uh, thank you again for doing this. Um, what is it about transge- transgenders that Doc Rivers is uh, attracted to? <laughs> I, I'm surprised that didn't come. That, I don't You know, it's funny. I don't even think that came up in the... Uh, Immediate day, did it? Did anybody ask about the transgender? No, because I was locked in. I was like, somebody has to ask it. How How did the hard-hitting question guy, Howard Eskin, not ask that question? No, You're I, right, because he, he you would think that the guy who asked Gabe Kapler about uh, coconut oil masturbation would ask about the tranny porn, right? So there's a lack, <laughs> yes. of, uh, lack of consistency there in questioning for sure. But uh, that's crazy. Man. I mean, is that an indictment of us, the media, because we didn't ask about it? Or does, does that mean we're just decent people? And y- no. No, no, I, 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 I say, say shame, shame on you, Kevin, Kevin, for not asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, Doc, I know um, I know where the pick and roll is important, but first, the tranny porn. Can you address that? You know? <laughs> okay, so now, now serious question. <laughs> I know you have your frustration covering the Sixers because uh, at, at the end of the season, at the end of the day, they are a frustrating team because they just get to the second round and they hit a wall. Is there anything different? Uh, I mean, it's preseason. Is there anything about this roster and this team uh, that can get them to the next level? continuity this year with Harden depth you know this is the best depth that they've had I mean they've usually capped it they make these mid-season trades and they cap out of like six guys you know and there's nobody to back up and bead you know but uh I mean having having a healthy Harden and and working him into the system is, is huge you know and they're gonna have to figure out the, the, the big storyline for the Sixers this year is figuring out the balance of, of Embiid post-ups and letting Harden do his thing on the perimeter you know because you've got the best big in the game but you've also also got the best brain on the perimeter in terms of ISO and switches and uh, you know finding matchups that he likes and distributing the ball. So that that's that's Doc Rivers' task. You know, I mean, they got the talent to do it. Um, Boston's probably not going to be Boston this year without their head coach, and you know, the Bucks are the Bucks and the Heat are the Heat. But I mean, pound for pound, like you look at the talent on the Sixers team. There's no reason why they can't get to the Eastern Conference Final. You know, um, biggest liability I think for me is is Doc. You know, I mean, can he put it all together? You know, I mean, he's a player's coach. They like playing for him. Um, he's he's not the tactical X's and O's guys that he guy that he used to be, you know. So we'll see if he evolves. And uh, if he doesn't, then you're probably looking at second round again. I mean, that was a great breakdown by you. But the only thing I can think about is just how horny NBA coaches are this past offseason. Yeah, uh, they really are. It's, it's out of control. I mean, to be honest, all, all men are horny. That's just being a brutally honest human being. But just hide it better. Just hide it better. Um, can we just talk about real quick how, how dramatic the NBA is in general? I mean, you've got <laughs> horny coaches. You've got tranny porn. You have uh, Draymond punching a teammate uh, <laughs> yeah. in the face. Ben, ben Simmons. Uh, bricks a shot off the side of the backboard. I got three million views on that somehow. Like, yes. when, when, did, when did the when when did the NBA become uh, like the most dramatic thing on the planet? Oh, know? the the NBA is is the most is the equivalent of a soap opera for sure. A circus. Yeah, it's goofy shit, man. I don't know when it happened, but uh, yeah, what's that meme that they share? It's been zero days since the NBA was unnecessarily <laughs> uh, 
dramatic right it's fucking weird man uh we'll close up with the team of most importance right now just because of where it is in the season and uh no matter how optimistic you are and we we our guy nick here we call him optimistic nick and i'm more on the optimistic side and dirty's old hat scum of the year with 94 one guy so he didn't expect this at all um <laughs> The Phillies. I mean, what is there to say about them? I mean, they're, they're literally making out in the clubhouse, drinking champagne, as they should be. I mean, no judgment here. Sweeping the Cardinals, beating the Braves. It gets hairy in the ninth, but, I mean, whatever your thoughts were, they, they won game one. Your thoughts on the... It's such a dumb question. Your thoughts on the Phillies, but, I mean, how far can this team go with Nola and Wheeler pitching game two and three? Uh, I'm just going to say, your thoughts on the Phillies. Listen, man, they're the only team right now that can make that Spotify playlist look cool. <laughs> Yo. So, I mean, like, most most people aren't out there listening to the Robin remix, you know? But, uh, hey, Pat, power to them, man. It's just that everything that they touch, man, is fucking gold. And I, I'll give you, like, a inside secret here. Not really a secret, but something. Breaking like- news. Break, breaking news from Kevin McCain. Crossing broad on Rocky Balboa Cheesecake Fun uh, Hour. No, it's it's not even really that, but like <laughs> the, the Eagles own everything, right? So crossing broad's number one um, site traffic or most read stuff is always Eagles stuff. Right? I mean, the Eagles pay the bills in the in most uh, sports media households in this region, right? The Phillies are number two. Like when the Phillies are good, which has not been the case very often, but their shit skyrockets to the top of the site. You know, the stuff that Pagan is throwing up, there's just these little blog posts like this guy, uh, you know, Alvarado and fucking around with the mound and, you know, this Mets reporters being an ass or something. That's that's people that people read a ton of that stuff. Like Crossing Broad back in the day was like a Phillies blog. You know, it started in you know, 2009. That's what Kyle was doing. So this run that the Phillies are on has been like a like a blessing in disguise. And it's just. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's a baseball town, dude. I mean, these these fans were in hibernation for a while, but like they've come out of the woodwork in a big way, and um, yeah, the ballpark's going to be rocking on Friday. I just, I just, I think that I'm a big believer in the idea that like you're playing with house money. Yeah, nobody expected them to do jack shit this year. I mean, like their expectations were a little bit higher, but they got into the playoffs. People were happy with that. Now, whatever happens is a bonus, man. So ride it. You know, playoff baseball is great. Pay- playoff baseball is is great because high leverage moments that don't mean anything over the course of 162 games are amplified, right? They're not, they're not diluted like they are in the regular season. So you look at every, every pivot point in these games and you're just hanging on it, man. It's, it's awesome. I love it. Philly's a baseball town. I'm a soccer guy. Like you guys know that. Like I watch the union more than anything. I fucking love playoff baseball and uh, it's just good to see them winning again. All right. Last, last question. I promise you I've been given a counter now. Uh, and Rush Joy has been great to us. I'm pretty sure he runs your podcast. Uh, when is Crossing Broad going to hire a Rocky Balboa cheesesteak fun hour? Kevin, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, we could add you to the network probably, but uh, Russ Russ is in charge of that. Or he thinks he's in charge of it. I don't know. He, it's like the podcast guy. Okay, so they're adding, they're adding Rocky Balboa cheesesteak fun hour to Crossing Broad. That's right. Yeah, the breaking, there's your breaking news. We added the Water Boys. Yeah, I, I used to listen to them. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Kyle ended up working for us full time. So maybe that's your path to uh, sports media, you know? Awesome. Kevin, uh, honestly, really, really appreciate it. Uh, you're the man. This has been great. Uh, any any questions that you have for us? We have seven and a half minutes left. Uh, in seven and a half minutes. I mean, do you have any uh, standards or morals for this, this show? Or do you have any hopes and, and dreams for this show? Or do you just want to leave it? like low level morals. We have absolutely zero morals and uh, uh, 
hopes for the show of the stratosphere we think that there is a lack of so so like i think the idea for this show is to like be sort of the the preston and steve of of sports talk because well like we can say things that obviously you can't say on the radio and we can do comedy that you can't really do on the radio and we think that like there's definitely a market for that within philly sports like to to have a laugh as well as talk about the teams so that's kind of where our our uh brand is if you will hey hey man i love it you know like it's it's sports man sports is supposed to be fun you know if you're looking if you're looking for uh you know like the all 22 tampa bay buccaneers breakdown you could find that right but i mean like most most like i grew the sports that i grew up with was like sitting around with my dad and uncles and watching the game and you know when donovan McNabb would throw a pass into the ground we'd throw the rubber brick at the tv or whatever right this is before flat flat screens right this is when he had the old thick tvs or whatever but uh yeah man it's supposed to be fun if you can't like just just bullshit and speak honestly about it then then what's the point so i i you know I appreciate you guys for for doing that, and that's kind of what Crossing Broad has uh, been at the same time. So I don't know, maybe there's a spiritual uh, connection here with the uh, the Rocky Balboa cheesesteak fun hour, whatever the fuck this podcast is called. All maybe. right, dude, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, I don't know why I'm pitching him. You all know him if you're listening to our show, Kevin Kincaid at Crossing Broad. Do you need to pitch yourself? Your your at on Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's Kevin underscore can Calvin. Everybody gives a shit. Uh, but it was nice to join you guys for real. Uh, appreciate what you do. I, I, you know, I was, I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, uh, you know, these guys just sound like four, four mongrels. I think this is right up my alley. So <laughs> you're the man, dude. All right. Uh, stick with us. We're going to talk about the Eagles and the Phillies and a bunch of dumb shit. We'll be right back. Thanks. Now that your pictures in the paper being admired, you can Desire. All you gotta tell me now is wow, 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 welcome to the Oh, I'm recording uh, Dallas Oh, I know it don't thrill you, I hope it don't kill you Welcome to the Dallas You gotta do it till you do it till you better get to it All of your family had to kill to survive And this the waiting for their big day to arrive But if they do what I feel, they better be Patty Dallas. Why'd you wanna be my friend when I feel like the children running out of hands? Welcome to the Dallas Week. Welcome to the Dallas Rocky, Rocky Balboa, Rocky Balboa, cheesesteak for hour. Rocky, 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 Rocky,
A big thank you to Kevin Kincaid of Crossing Broad. And we are now going to discuss and have our regular show that we've done for 133, 4, 5. I don't even know what episode is right now. Who even cares? Philly sports is in its peak. That's been for over a decade. We hope you enjoyed the interview. Again, one last thank you to Kevin Kincaid. The Phillies, as of this recording, on Tuesday, October 11th, 1027, won the first game against the Braves and the NLDS. After sweeping the Cardinals, your Eagles are 5-0, heading into Dallas week on Sunday night football. As of this moment, after the interview you just listened to, I am joined, as always, by Jimmy, by Dirty Mike, and by Nick... A little bit different than we're used to. We're in a winning environment here. We just got done an interview. What is it, what is, what is happening in this town? Like, it, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, as we said last week, when we started this podcast, like we started this podcast uh, right after the Super Bowl win. Pretty much like what that that we uh, picked the worst time yeah, to start a yeah, podcast. Yeah, we did right, like, right before the pandemic. As we right before the pandemic, and also Philly sports were in Horrible. shambles. Um, it, it, we are now 133 episodes in, and we are in a position where uh, the Phillies just won today, uh, first game of the the NLDS, and the. Uh, Eagles are undefeated. So this is literally the best position we've been in since we started a podcast 133 episodes ago, 2019. Oh, um, Jimmy, just wait till your championship caliber Sixers start in a week. Hey, hey, hey! We have more depth this year. Did you just listen to that interview? Was he being sarcastic? Damn it. You're a dick. You're an asshole, Dirty. Hey, dirty, Keep we're going. supposed to be riding high here. Yeah, we are. We're riding high. This is a good moment. Fuck you, Dirty. You're on the fuck I mean, you list. We are the, the, we're the coolest right now, Dirty. We are the coolest. Our cool meter is through Dude, the roof. And, and on a national scale, like like everybody loves us now. And, you know, it used to be like, no one likes us. We don't care. It's like, everyone loves us now. And like, that's kind of cool. You know? <laughs> It's that John John Smoltz today uh, on the broadcast. He couldn't have been trying harder not to be like a Braves homer. He has no choice. To be he fair. was he was sucking Ranger Suarez's dick mm. for like two straight in. Like he couldn't stop. He, he was talking about Ranger Suarez like he was Nolan Ryan. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he was straight ass and he, today. Yeah, he went three he and a third today. Yeah, cool. He threw 30 pitches in the first inning. Yeah. Jimmy, I know exactly what you're talking about because he was. They, they were saying such good things about him. And like, wow, how every, every guy was in a three and two count. You never where the pitch is going to cut. You know, he can go left, he can go right, he can bring it up for you, he can go down. Yeah, he was. They were blowing him all over the place. I'm just like, he's walked five guys. Like, yeah. I'm fucking freaking out over here. Everyone was in a three two count today. Everyone. Every fucking batter. Yeah, dude. Yes. Oh, and you the, know oh. who wanted Ranger Suarez pitch longer? Michael Barkan. If that doesn't sum up Philly sports, he I don't know what, what does. It is just such a great time to be a Philly sports fan. Since last we talked to you, we didn't know where the Phillies would be. The season could be over, but they moved on. Dirty Mike, let me talk to you real quick. How are you? 
How? No, 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 Jesus. no. Let me, let me, let what me, let me, let me tee this up. How yeah. are you? Your light years Mets are out. <laughs> They're out. Your light years Mets who did not win the division are out, and the team that bested them in the division are down one and zero in the NLDS. So, Matt Mike. Met Mike. Met is, Mike. Is, he, is he all right? Met Mike. Are you okay? Listen. In the um, scum that you live in, how do you pop your head up from the I gunk got, in your eye? How do you wipe that up and, and see the clarity of what's going on? You know how I am. There's uh, there's emotions shooting every different way. So I, I look at it a, a, a number of ways. So one is the team that would have un undoubtedly inevitably smash us right out of the playoffs is gone which opens up right it opens up the the pathway for us to lead to the championship and then we go up 1-0 today and like like Jimmy said a minute ago it's the best things have ever been he said what's going on and all I can think of what's going on is the inevitable downfall that we're always used to oh (laughs) you you are the Fucking oh worse. I was so pumped today, and right I, now, in my head, I slowed my brakes, and I, I pumped the brakes. I slammed them like right on as hard as I could, and I said, "Don't do it." How many times are you going to do this to yourself over the course of your thirty-nine years of life, where you get so excited, and then all they do are just smash? I will. I, I listen. I am excited, but I'm not. You're yet. not, though. But, but you're not. You have I, I not. Am. No, 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 I don't no, fucking no, no, get no, no, you, dude. You have not enjoyed the Philadelphia Phillies for one moment. You're no, that's not true. No, 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 no. I because really you haven't enjoyed the Phillies. Not even. You can't enjoy them right I guess now. I'm, I'm wording it wrong. So here I am. I am so excited, but I'm also so fucking scared, and I'm hate, and I hate. Can I, can I say something? Yeah. Uh, so I, I all I know is pain I'm, from sports, man. I, I believe it was the Dalai Lama that said, "There's, there's." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I might need no, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy, Lama. I, I, I oh, believe Nick. it was the Dalai Lama that said there's only one thing that exists. There's there's two things that we think about a lot that don't exist, and that's the past and the future, right? The only thing that exists is the present. And what, I was thinking about this the other day. Mm. The way that the Cardinals series went, especially that first game, like that... I will remember that first Cardinals game. We, we Reese, so Hopkins, Reese Hopkins struck out to to start the ninth, and they were they had and they came back and won that game. Like just enjoy the moment, and and like that what a moment. I will I will not forget that game as long as I live mm-hmm. uh, honestly that first Cardinals Me game too, like, it's there one was, of the ones that sticks out yeah for sure. and 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 like so I'm not saying that the Phillies are going to win the World Series but this is fucking fun and we all need that in our lives mm-hmm. yeah as, mm-hmm. as sports fans you know what one of the dumbest things Dirty Mike says Met Mike says Light years? That we don't light years is up there. That Still we don't true. acknowledge enough. Yes, he's old as shit and he looks fucking miserable. He says it's all I know. As if we're not all Philadelphia sports fans. We're all experiencing the same thing you are. You choose to be this way. You are a Seth Joiner. No. You are yes. Yes. Seth Joiner is a critical is critical of the teams. I have no I am not critical of the teams. Critical Phillies. of the teams? You're the one saying they shouldn't even be in the playoffs. You're the one saying that the Mets are like I didn't say they shouldn't You're, be. I said they backed into the playoffs. They backed you refused to believe that they uh, backed. Or, in. You were one of those guys that was like, they don't deserve it. They added the third wild. Yeah, card. absolutely. That that's a hundred percent true. I didn't say they didn't deserve it. I said in an uh, in, in, a, in a regular 
season, they wouldn't have made it. And that's the truth. This, yeah, well, this is if the we first go back 20 made- years, the wild card didn't exist before 1990, 91, 92. So stop with that argument. It didn't exist for 100 years before that. So enough with that. No, this is the first year of the new format. What do you I mean? understand that's that fine. with this new format, but with the wild card 20, 25 years ago, that wild card didn't exist. So oh, I'm not set you Because like a set you like like Kincaid said earlier, if they if they lose 47 right, to 3 here, Howard he's, he's criticizing the team saying they could have done better. Like, I'm not saying that. I just, all I just think is the inevitable loss. That's where I'm at. Which means you can't enjoy the moment. It's tough. You can't yeah. enjoy the moment. It's hard. I mean, it seems like you were enjoying it. I, dude, I, I just don't get it. Of course I, I enjoy it. I'm I just scared. I don't get you. I just, I, I've been trying to figure you out for like so many, like five years now. Even before the podcast, trying to figure you out. I don't get you. I get you. I don't. You're miserable. You're I a don't. Seth Joyner. You're Howard Eskin. Can't you be like Jimmy and just, uh, just preach Jimmy, the Dalai Lama? Jimmy, Can't you Jimmy, preach Jimmy, the, the Dalai Jimmy Lama? Watch game two, Jimmy. Wasn't I fun during game two? Come on, man. Yeah. Right. See? Okay. Is the Dalai Lama like Gandhi? Yeah, but he's like worse. <laughs> he's like fake. He's like not he's like not real Gandhi. He's like is a, the he's Dalai like a hard... Lama is the Dalai Lama the Gandhi with like four arms? No, he's like he's like a guy who wants to be Gandhi but isn't Gandhi. Does that make sense? Uh, no. What's the biggest moment from the Cardinals series? What's the biggest moment? Yeah. Uh, when Gene Segura blasted that ball underneath that second baseman. Who blasted sh- yeah, that was a little dribbler. Blasted the 70 mile per hour exit velocity ball. Right, under, <laughs> run, right underneath that idiot who literally, it was at, it was at his ankles because he looked like he just dove over yeah, it. We, we're, we're lucky that wasn't Ozzy Albies. Oh, for <laughs> sure. That's the first thing I said. No, I Ozzie Albies would have had that it ball. It may have been Jimmy. I said like, there's like that guy absolutely should have had that ball. Yeah, and then Arenado should have had the follow-up ball on the other side. It yep. was just, it was a perfect inning, man, for us. It was just, he couldn't have gone any better. Unbelievable. What was your guy's favorite? uh, That's the moment. I just wanted to hear you say something as ridiculous as blast at the ball (laughs) past the second base. (laughs) Right past Uh, that idiot. So I was watching with with my wife, our number one listener, maybe uh, our our loyal friend Kevin Kincaid is now, Mm. uh, who will now be hiring us, as he said, breaking news. Arenado not fielding that. Yes, he was diving for it. Brooks Robinson... And I think Mike Schmidt had both said he's the best defensive third baseman. Like just to shut that inning down, those are huge moments in the game. But yeah. it, it was Gene Segura hitting that, and position. also just, just the way it, it even came to be, right? Like the the the, the rook, the rookie, the what's his last name, Helsley. He was the man. He had the best ERA yeah. out of rook, all the rookies. Wow. All these numbers they they fucked up and brought him in in the eighth. All these numbers that were so incredible, and they like they were blowing them all over Twitter. Yeah. And you're going, oh my god. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're talking about the Phillies yeah. moving on past the wild card, and of course, why wouldn't we have another guest on and it be NHL? Legend now retired, Shay Weber. Yeah. Shay, how are you? I know you guys are uh, talking about the uh, the old diamond out there. Yeah, Shay. I've been, but I, as you know, uh, I've been coming up with my comedy routine. Yes, yes. How's that going? You're, you're getting ready for a uh, Helium Comedy Club in 2025. Been writing a lot of uh, jokes. As you know, I'm a bit of a hoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. as you said, as you have proclaimed many, many got times. Got a couple of, got a couple of new jokes for you. You want to hear them? Yep, sure. Yep, go. I can't. I can't fucking wait. Here, I got a one liner sure for you. Get it this time, Nick. That one was still. T- it's still. I still don't get it. Um. Here's my first one. Here. Uh. Hey. <laughs> got me. It's a great start, man. Hey, say what you want about deaf people. 
<laughs> because they can't hear you. Okay. He's, he's no, fucking... no, I'm not letting you get away with this. That's no, that's lot. not as good as yeah, the material. It's, good, oh. it's, it's not that good. No, it's what? not. I've never heard it before. He said that Shay. on a podcasting. People can't Shay. hear. <laughs> I got a, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a hoot. Uh, no, Shay, that's not that good. Got, a, got another one, you know. Um, what's the difference between a uh, well-dressed man on a bike and a poorly dressed man on a unicycle? A tire. Okay. All right. Well, get these it, are, like these are, a, yes, a one, I get a one. tire. Yes. This, this is, these are getting worse by the moment. Ah. They're, not, they're not. Shay, these are awful. Some would, say, some would say better. Do you think you took too many hits? Do you think NHL doesn't concern themselves with the hits in the head the way they do the NFL? What? Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Shea Weber bringing his thoughts in on the MLB and the uh, specifically no. the uh, Phillies and the Cardinals. Can, Dude, I, can I say something about blind people real quick? Uh, sure. Obviously. Yeah. Um, so, Matt, <laughs> me, Matt and I live in, in the same neighborhood. I got yeah. one more. Okay, <laughs> Shay. <Shea. laughs> um, let me uh, How do you find um, Will Smith in the snow? Oh my God! Pretty easy. How? Uh, you look for the fresh prints. Okay, that's <laughs> great. Okay, Nick, your thoughts on blind people? Because that's what we need <laughs> this morning. What, what a segue! Oh shit! Oh yeah, Matt. We Matt and I live in the same neighborhood. Did you see? Did you see the blind people's house near near the Duncan? Do you see there? The, like, so Nick and I live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. We live in a neighborhood that's connected yeah. to a shopping center that has a Dunkin' Donuts was, next to it, which is the context of this question. There's a blind couple that lives in the neighborhood. Everybody likes them. They're you know they're good. They're they're okay. They're Giants fans. Fuck them. Oh, you know oh. what? And they also put up they put up a, a flag that was very controversial too. So fuck them. What was the flag? Um, Just say it. Uh, let's go, Brandon. Flag. Did they really? <laughs> yeah, dude. I think it's still up. <laughs> I have questions about. I think this. it's still up. So like, have they always been foremost, blind? Hold on. What was, your, what was your question? Have they always been blind? Yeah, dude. They, so you just they, watch, they like they football, were, they but they were don't even know what it is. There were blind people that like met each other on Match.com and like fucking blinded it up together. Wow. And um liking they football are, and never knowing what it is is they wild. are currently getting work done to their house that oh is that is making their single car driveway a double driveway. Oh man. But they can't see the drive. For all the driving they're doing. Got it. Okay. I, what? I I want a bigger driveway, government. Like, <laughs> there's no way they're paying for that. I like. What did they do? What did they say to like that was just like? Who did they talk to? Where they were just like, hey, we're blind, so we can't like see, and like we don't know what number to call to like, you know, get this work done. So like, I called nine one one maybe, and we need. Can you help us get a new driveway? And they don't drive cars. I don't like. <laughs> I don't understand. Can I, can it. I, I, I want to interject. With the, the let's go Brandon thing. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. Why are Republicans so into a like you can say what you want about Democrats? Like there was never like Republicans love a bumper stickers and B um flags. Yeah, like like Jimmy's laying his cards on the table. Uh, sure. Man. Whatever. But even when like Obama was president, of right? All nights. And Democrats loved Obama. You know, they were yeah. creaming their pants over Handsome Obama. Guy, dude. They you rarely saw like pro Obama bumper stickers. And even when and, and when Trump was president, yeah, I and, totally and, disagree. And Democrats and Democrats hated Trump. Oh my God. You never really saw like any anti-Trump. Trump 
what? things like you uh, saw. No, okay. like Jimmy doesn't drive cars anymore. What are yeah. you talking about? Like you see the Let's Go Brandon like stuff. Like that's everywhere. Or like the fuck Joe Biden stuff. Like what is yeah, it about? It's, it's definitely more on the one side, but like to say it doesn't exist on the other side, that's crazy. There, I agree. There I've seen s- so many anti-Trump stickers. I've, I've also seen a million Obama stickers. So Jimmy, my follow-up question to that and on the Democratic and the Republican side is what did you think about Aaron Nola's game uh, to against the Cardinals? What do you mean? How, how, was does that, it? how does that relate to the... I was just segueing into yeah, the Phillies game, too. Oh, it looked great. There we go. Nick's has a backer of Aaron Nola in game two. Yeah, so you said um, <laughs> you said the moment. Like, you, you were talking about, like, the, what was the moment of that series? And you both said, Gene, like, I, I, I want to find a way to make my moment just Aaron Nola. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. please. Yeah, my moment is just, is just Aaron Nola. And, like, I feel like that moment was, like... I feel like I was a part of that. I really yeah, do because you've been backing. You've um, been backing two people. You've been backing two people for three or four years. And we'll that's Aaron we'll Nola we'll, and Reese Hoskins. We can ignore the last one. And um, yeah, I mean, it was just like it was. A, it was a nice moment. I think I, I put a video on Twitter. I was fucking slammed at like. 2 a.m. still fucking drinking with oh, Delco too, Tommy yeah. and you know just just celebrating just celebrating man like yeah. we we won a fucking playoff series and I put up a you know they, they they had Aaron Nola and the entire team was circled around him just dumping beers on him and like it was just such a nice moment I fucking rewound it yep. I fucking put it on Twitter and I'm just like my baby Aaron Nola like that it's just that was just like it, it felt so good to see my boy were you guys up super late too I was up till three o'clock in the yeah, morning watching the clubhouse. It was just almost it was, three. It was the best. It was, dude. It was the best night that, in a long time, and I, 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 I really needed it. It was fucking phenomenal. I don't think you have fun. I think I think you were in misery. I proved it to myself. Lost. I sat up till two thirty, and I was just I like, "Man, I'm this crying is fun right now." Me. I think I'm crying. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Okay, so that leads into game one of the Braves. Dirty Mike, how much did you think the Phillies were going to lose today? Oh, dude, hundred percent. And I'm not even going to deny it. Like yeah. I, I really, I felt so confident against the Cardinals because that team is just such ass. And they showed you why, right? They fucking blow. That team stinks. And we should have beaten them, and we did. Yeah. Coming into today with Ranger going up against Freed, I felt terrible. I thought a bunch of runs were going to get scored, so I, I, I did take the over in that game, but I did not feel comfortable at all in betting the Phillies. I left the Braves alone too, but. I was 100%, even though I didn't bet it, convinced that we were going to lose that game. And when I looked, I had to work today, and it sucked, because fuck you, MLB, for making these games at 1 o'clock in the fucking afternoon! Stop doing that. I put it on the radio, and I heard they, I saw that they were up 4-1, to one, and I was like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. I was blown away, and then I got really excited, and yeah. It's over, it's over, it's over, All right. We had a very special guest on tonight. I was hoping it would be just him, but now he's being kind of a little polluted by Shea Weber talking baseball. At least we have... I think you lost your luster a little bit this past season, but Hall of Fame drunk and Hall of Fame coach Tony LaRusso. Tony? No. Nope. What's your name? (laughs) Toy Strickland. (laughs) Coach Toy Strickland. Your thoughts? I'll just look... I've been watching the Phillies It's something that people Gotta know about the Phillies And that is Rob Thompson Oh boy He looks like a Calm, cool, collected guy Yeah, I agree I'm a fella coach I know a thing or two about him Okay Rob Thompson Is a sadomasochist 
I'm sorry. He I, looks cool, cow collected on the surface. <laughs> I knew it. Underneath his fill is beautiful. He's wearing nipple clefts. Stop it. I knew it. No, 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 no. You, you cannot spread this rumor. Stop it. This, this is a very nice. It's episode. always bad. It's always the ones that you think of straight shooters. No, no, Tony. That's true. Sorry, Toy. This is the one episode where we had a nice guest on tonight who, who accepted to join our show. You and Shay just bombard yourselves by coming through Nick's door and, and, and just coming to... I have like, it on good authority that Rob Topsith wears the nipple clamps that he keeps his wiener... That's ridiculous. Under lock and key. I knew it. How do you know that? Under what good authority? He keeps it under lock and key and he says, Mistress, you're the only one that can open this lock. (laughs) Toy, listen to me. You've announced your retirement. You're not in good health. What are you doing here? Well, it's not my fault that the Cubs couldn't pull it out. You are the coach. You were the coach of the White Sox, not the Cubs. That's right. And I pioneered the MLB change the strategy and let the the fans behind home plate call the game. Okay, that's enough, Toy. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Toy, Toy Strickland. Look, I give all the credit in the world to Rob Thompson. I just gotta call, call it like I see it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Hall of Fame drunk and Hall of Fame coach, Toy Strickland. No, I'm about to hit the road. Okay, drive safely. <laughs> yeah. Phillies win today, seven to six. Game wasn't as close as the score showed it. Yes, Matt Olson hit three run home run in the ninth. Sure did. It was the game of Nick Castellanos. God. Boys, I already gave the name away. In the offseason. I'll pat myself on the back the way Dirty Mike just patted himself on the back saying, I bet the over, but not the Braves because I'm just the best gambler in the world. No, I'm not. I Who did I want in the offseason? And he did not prove it all season. There's one guy I wanted all offseason the Phillies to get. Mm-hmm. I'll answer my own question. Freddie it Freeman? It was Nick Castellanos. Oh. It was Nick Castellanos. This game... It was so good to see him have his breakout. You just game. wanted him to have his moment, man. You're just waiting and waiting all year for him to just do something. And today's one of those games where you just go, all right, man, all may be forgiven. <laughs> right? And you hope that him kind of breaking out, so to say, he had that one hit to right field that looked like it should have gone out. The catch. And if, yes, we have the catch. Man. And if Harper, which he had to hit the other way, which looked like it could have gone out. If Harper and Castellanos break out at the same time, and you know Schwarber should, you know, in yeah, theory break we out. we need him to figure it out. Yeah. yeah, we should. But as long as we keep winning games, this lineup on paper should be one of the best lineups in baseball. Yeah. Fucking it, yeah, hit. if not the best. Yep. If maybe not maybe the best. move him around Nick a little Castellanos bit. Nick Castellanos is not a 265 hitter. He's never been in his entire career, except maybe his rookie year. Yeah. He's hitting 30 points under his average. I mean, I, I like our lineup better than the Braves. Um and I also like our lineup better than the Dodgers. I know, I know the Dodgers. Okay, I'm not, I don't want to get ahead Nick. of myself. Well, you were talking it. about no, you were there talking we about how good the lineup is. So I just want to, you know, I'm trying to piggyback that and blow the lineup a little bit because you're right. If Bryce and Cassianos get hot, this lineup is is ferocious. It's it, it's worthy of me giving me like what fucking 15 seconds just blow them real quick. Blow them up. No, I was trying to blow them, and blow you em. fucking and you and you interrupted me, and now I'm angry. 
Okay. I'm now sorry. I'm really angry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just All wanted right. to blow him a little bit. Jesus Christ. He's so All right. So at the point of this recording, the Phillies are up one nothing in the NLDS. We have Wheeler tomorrow and then we have nola on friday friday yeah. at home baby yep 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 philly rob has been extended we don't need to talk about that because we kind of need to keep moving um i think the last thing we need to talk about is met mike would you like to give a eulogy about your favorite baseball team no New York mets i'm so glad they're gone it's the only prayer we no, stood no 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 no, 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 no yeah no, no, no. they would have beat the Nick, shit Nick, out of Nick, us Nick, I, I need your backup on here beat uh, the i'm shit so sorry dude. i'll try uh, we we need. I know, Matt, can, Matt can't let it die. Why? Why can't what? let it die? I think everybody who's the around world can't you can't let it die. Dirty. The world can't let it die. Matt can't let it die. The that, way that you I said talked the Mets about were better last, than time, last time Matt Mike you, was brought up, we do in, in our in our circle was not me, was not me or Matt. It was it, when the, when the Mets got eliminated yesterday. Somebody. It might have been Dallas Alex. I don't fucking remember. It might have been Dallas it Alex. It might have been Bond. It might have been Snotty. It was Snotty. not here. Matt, it was like, sorry, It's Matt outside Mike. the podcast at this point. It's our, yeah. it's our loyal listeners. The world knows <laughs> how much you love the Mets. Yeah. Well, sorry, light years, listeners. That, that Dirty, Dirty Mike, light years. It, yeah. That Met Mike is shitting in your ears right now. So Matt, uh, that Matt can't let it go? No, no, no. Yeah. You're loyal Let's listeners. Let's enjoy that they're gone because it's a great... Oh. We stand a prayer. We stand a oh. chance now. Yeah, <laughs> let, let's not want to play the choke artist fraud fucking Mets. That yeah, say what we will. They were 10 games over the 500 against us. At least we hung in with the Braves during the regular season, even though I still think they're better than us, too. And we'll see how the series plays out. But, like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say the Phillies are going to sweep the Braves. Like, uh, like, let's just take it a fucking game at a time. Let's sure, fucking nobody asked let's, you that. Well, Nick, you're already talking about the Dodgers. Nobody, I'm not going to do that. Nope, I was not talking about, about playing that. the Dodgers. Sure. I was comparing our lineup. No, no, let me let me defend myself. I was comparing our lineup to the teams that are still left in the playoffs. That's what I was doing. I wasn't saying we're already past the. I don't know who the Padres can beat the Dodgers. Yeah, they're down four nothing right now. So the Padres can beat the Dodgers. They can't. They're getting crushed. The question. Okay. Is, see, like that's that's the problem with you. Like, well, I'm giving you a fact. They're fucking losing. The they're, they're, fact. Okay, they're losing. But okay, so we won game one. I guess that means by your logic, the Phillies should be moving on already. Like. You're still not. I, I know. I know. You still don't think that the Phillies are going to move on past the Braves. Uh, no, I don't feel great. It's fifty-fifty. So, so by the Dodgers winning Game One, which they haven't even done yet, you're already. But they're you're already so moving much them better on. than the Padres, dude. Like, what That's are we talking about? Works, dude. It's just my, not initial, works. my initial question That's was: why they My initial question was: Did you want to give your Mets a eulogy? Did you want to say goodbye to your to your Mets? Yeah, play the trumpets. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's been in my head all day because fuck, fucking William Contreras. Nick always lets Dirty Mike out of his spider web. No one lets Dirty Mike out of his spider web. I'm in no spider web, brother. I'm in, I don't no, feel like I'm in any spider web. No one lets Dirty Mike out of He's acting like I'm backtracking. The Mets are a better baseball team than the Phillies. No, they're not. They ran into a team that they can't play well against. They play well against the Phillies. They proved it all year. Those are facts. They beat us 14 to 5. I didn't want to see them in the playoffs because if we did they would have beat us we are lucky that they're gone we stand a chance that's what i've been saying i'm not backtracking i'm not on a web that's just the facts you're like a rod you just like you just like pick all the favorites and move them on and then they all fucking lose like well that's usually what happens no it's not the best team never fucking wins the world series it like never happens out of the last what 10 years the dodgers finally got one after after what a dozen tries I mean, they finally got one. Okay, we need to we need to it's move fine. on. It's, it's fine. Said, though, like, like, Nick's bringing up the Dodgers already, but getting ahead of ourselves. Like, nope, if, nope. If this Phillies team makes it to the 
makes it to the NLCS. Not what I was doing. Like, I know that there's no, like, moral victories, but for me, that is a huge... Of course it is! It's the huge. Phillies fired Joe Girardi! Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it, like what Kincaid was saying. Like, we're, we're, we're playing with house money. Right. We are. Thompson's the only manager no, ever. No, no, you don't get to say we Man, are dirty. No, you shut I'm the fuck talk up. I'm on this show too. Fuck you, dude. No, fuck you, dirty. You don't are, get to say it. Yes, you I do, do not. Because I think that the Mets are better than the Phillies doesn't mean I can't talk about them now. You fuck don't off. get to say fuck that. Off. Good for you, dirty. You don't get to say it because you didn't believe it. You did not believe that, dirty. I said that they would lose to the Mets you if they played the they Mets. The Mets are gone. It. Now I can talk. You said they should. Shouldn't make the playoffs. I'm True not going to you keep cutting me off. Shut the fuck up. People on this podcast and text constantly tell me they're sick of you cutting me off. Stop fucking cutting me off. You said. I'm fucking they, tired of it. You said they shouldn't make the playoffs. True or false? True I or false? I said they backed into the playoffs. You said they didn't. They backed into the playoffs. You said they That's should, what I said. Or also, also on top of what you just said, they shouldn't make the playoffs. True or false? I said they backed into the playoffs. I want to apologize to all the listeners for the the absolute clipping that just happened. Yeah, it wasn't ex- even it I'm, wasn't even me. I'm exhausted of it, man. It wasn't even me clipping. I'm sorry, I'm just bringing up the truth of what you just said. I'm tired of it, dude. Sorry, I'm just bringing up the truth. That's all I'm doing. I'm tired of being cut off. Sorry, I'm bringing up the truth. What you just said. That's fine. Bring up the truth. Stop cutting me off. <laughs> okay, God. Listen, that that's fine. Listen. You thought the Mets were better, and that's fine. The Mets may have been a better team that's no longer there. And you also said, whether you want to admit it or not, that the Met that the Phillies shouldn't make the playoffs. And you that you didn't want them to make the playoffs. That I should correct myself. I'm correcting myself right now. That you didn't want the Phillies to make the playoffs. That's all. I'm sorry for bringing that up to you. I'm sorry for bringing your words into reality. That's all. And then the light your Mets are at home. Okay, they, but they, now they now your lose. turn. I won't cut you off. Your turn now, Dirty Mike. Go ahead. What do you want me to say now? Whatever it's your you want. Turn. Whatever you want. I'm not cutting you off. I was going to say that Thompson's the first manager where a team with seven games under 500 who took over and took them to the playoffs. It's a fucking awesome story. It's great. They're probably not going to win at all. That's fine. At this point, I'm comfortable and I'm happy with that. Like Jimmy said, they get to the NLCS. That's a major victory. I didn't see it coming. I didn't. They backed into the playoffs. I'm sorry I didn't see it coming. I was wrong. They're on a hell of a run, man. It's been fun. But you're also, but you're also like not giving them a chance to go past the Braves. Like that's that's that's. No, why. I said I'm 50-50 on it. Even still, after winning game one. Hey. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Nola is here. Hopefully, his electric attitude can calm this atmosphere right now. Uh, Aaron Nola. Look, I'm like, I'm like drawn to electricity. Yes. And the electricity <laughs> that Dirty Mike was just giving off. Sure. Sure. It like, that was hot. It like teleported me here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Hey, Phillies fans, don't worry. I alerted the Philadelphia Utilities to make sure that Citizens Bank Park on Friday is reinforced. Um, Because the last thing we want is is a power outage. Yeah. During game three. Uh Uh-huh. Because when I step on the mound. Uh Uh-huh. The electricity I bring can override even the strongest power grids. Okay, Aaron, that that's that's good to know. We we appreciate that you've been absolutely phenomenal in these big games, and we all owe you an apology. But 
The only <laughs> okay. person that can match my intensity is Dirty Mike just a few minutes ago. Sure. I was just trying I was just trying to bring him here. Honestly. Okay. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get that. The other thing that I'm known for What's that? Is my awkwardness. Okay. Yeah. And I would agree with that. And let me tell you that thirty to forty seconds that happened like two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. W- drew me in as well. Sure. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely pulled in by awkwardness. It's double whammy. Okay. Awkwardness and electricity. Got that. Oh, well, will you be able to handle your start <laughs> in game three? Uh, <laughs> or did Dirty Mike ruin or it? Did Dirty Mike ruin it? Um, no. I, I'm, I'm sort of like. Goku from Dragon Ball. Do you watch Dragon Ball no, Z? No, don't don't watch Dragon Ball Z. I I just kind of pull all that electricity and awkwardness in. Got it. Like a like a black hole. Well, I hope. Here's what I hope, Aaron. I hope that the electricity that Dirty Mike brought from you for uh, not being able to accept what he said brings you a great game that you've been producing you know from what? the Astros game into the playoffs to pitch a great game three against the Braves. I have a good feeling because game three kind of rhymes with electricity. Okay. All right. This is, this is ridiculous. All right. Uh, any last thoughts on the Phillies? Yeah, Go- Goku is the uh, the the picture that I use, you know, okay. for our. Uh, yeah. yeah, was that him? That, that was Goku. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, a lot of anime la- fans. Any out last thoughts, Dirty? Any, I won't say a word. Any last thoughts, Dirty? No, go Mets. Okay. Uh, but Dirty, they're out. You can't say go. They're uh, out. Sorry. All right. Let's move on to your five and O Eagles. They beat the Cardinals in a gritty. Gutsy game. It's something that a team needs to do when they're on a path to being a potential number one seed. Are you going to obliterate a team? Are you going to come from behind in a game the way they did against the Jaguars? Are you going to just try to figure out wins? And try to figure out wins is what they just did in Arizona. And I walked away from that game very, very happy. You were biting your nails in the fourth quarter saying, what is going on? What is going on with this team? And those are the victories that you need in a team with huge aspirations, with teams with, I don't know, do you want to say NFC championships, Super Bowl aspirations? Isn't aspirations like a medical wound? Jimmy. No shot. Okay. Am I close? You're nowhere near close. Um, An abscess? No, people, like aspir- like an aspiration. Like I think we're you're all aspirating. Stop, I think please. we're all on the same page here. I wish there was somebody on a different page. If there is, I, I promise I, I will not cut them off. Uh but was there anybody who walked away from that game being like, oh man, I want it more from the Eagles? Well, can, can I just say, and I don't mean to be a Seth joiner here, but please, uh, please be a Seth joiner. Uh, the, the one the, you you can't say anything bad about a five and team. But just talk about this game. The only thing that has been consistently um, a bugaboo for this team, if you will, is that 
they don't seem to be able to score consistently throughout a game. Five and zero, oh, but but throughout each game, they score in bunches. And I wish they could like spread it out over a whole game. And like it almost came back to bite them in this Cardinals game. A win's a win, like for sure. And like again, they're five and zero. Oh. I'm not like uh, they look. They We're look digging. great, but uh, but the one thing that is consistent with this team is that they seem to they'll, they'll have like a great quarter and then it's like they'll have these droughts of uh, and, and also the defense really took a step back this week, but we won. So who cares? Dirty, you're allowed to speak. You sure? No, I'm going to go. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Dirty. No, dude, I don't have. There, I, there's like he said. There, you're, we're digging if we're trying to find negatives out of that game. Like, yeah, like you know, the Cardinals are a bad team. They're not the best. They're probably bottom fucking third. And like you would have loved to have romped them, but like, and we had a ton of our people there, so it kind of felt like a home game. But like, I don't know. I, I'm with Jimmy. I feel like when we do eventually lose our first game, which I mean might be this Sunday, because I'm not feeling as great about it as most people are. That if we do lose it, I feel like it's going to be because of what's been kind of daunting these last couple weeks right like it's going to be where maybe we go up seven nothing or 14 nothing but some team's going to slow almost like how that that chiefs raiders game was last night like yeah, how the, the raiders went up 17 zip and then the chiefs just like slowly edged their way back like i feel like when we lose our first game it's going to be like that and it's going to sting because you can you can just feel it coming okay nick how much do you disagree with everything they both just said um, I didn't really listen to either of them, but um, I mean, I, I think it's okay to be a little frustrated in the first five games that we haven't put it all together. I'm just saying just a little frustrated, but on the other, you know, on the other hand, they haven't put it all together yet. And they're five and oh, like they weren't very good on Sunday. Like they weren't. Mm. And that's a stinking ass, hot fucking fart shit team. And errors. That team sucks. I don't, I, they no, blow, you can't dude. convince me otherwise. That team sucks. They blow. And um, their you know, defense is pretty good. Though. They suck. And the <laughs> Eagles, you know, they they only won by three, but like they were in control for most of that game until Kyler started running wild in the fourth. And like Slave and Seti said, the little guy was running running wild at the end there. And like you know, they were gassed a little bit trying to chase him down. Like that's just, that's Kyler Murray's game. Like yeah. you know, he, he's gonna run around at some point, but he he's not very good at throwing the ball. So um, you know, that that team sucks, but. We still won. We didn't have our A game. We probably didn't even have our B game. It was I mean, almost that like was a C game from the Eagles, and they fucking came off. out with a win. They came out with a win. Yeah, it was almost like the entire game they were planning for Murray to run around, and he really didn't. And they never really adjusted he to it. He never ran until the fourth. Yeah, yeah. And it's like their, but their whole scheme was to just like eventually wait for him to run, which took fucking three quarters. And then the offense played a weird game. I mean, it was just a weird game. Like AJ Brown went off on the on the first drive, and then he was didn't have a catch afterwards. It was a, it was a weird fucking game. Like. I'm not gonna. I'm not angry at it to like to answer your initial question. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be negative. But like you know, it, it, it's. I'm. I'm ready for to see them put it all together and fucking just absolutely annihilate a team. Okay, we go into Sunday night football. Sunday night football. Yes. At this Fuck point yeah. in the week, is it guaranteed if we know the end of the NLDS? No. Uh, by when? No, because Sunday game game four is on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there's a chance we might know the NLDS. Yeah. The Eagles are. Have you guys checked? Uh, yeah. So Sunday's games in the afternoon. So we wouldn't know by the time the Eagles play on Sunday. Night. No, I'm saying, do you know the spread and the over? What well, I'm saying. All right. Whatever. The Eagles are favored by five 
and the over-under is 42.5. At the Eagles. Dirty, would you like to go first? Would that make you feel better? Are you sure? I know you don't, but I think you have before. No, he's never going first. I just want to make sure with your feelings right now if you want to go first or not. No, I don't want you to go first. I just want to make sure you feel Nick, go ahead. Go first. Jimmy, you want to go first? Okay. (laughs) Wait, what? Okay. (laughs) Nick, go first. Eagles are laying five over Um, 42 and a half Sunday night football. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a cover. I think that's a win. I think I, I don't think this is the game where they put it all together and blow the Cowboys out. But I I don't think the Cowboys, I I don't think they're gonna keep it like super close. I think it's gonna be like a I don't know twenty eight. Man, you know I'm going higher than that. I'm gonna go like thirty one to like fucking seventeen. They're I think it's a cover, and I I just I don't like the Cowboys right now. Um, with, with Cooper Rush, uh, their defense is really good, but we're at home. And I think I th- I'm just feeling it. I'm feeling big games from our offense. I'm feeling a big game from the offense this weekend. So yeah, I- I'm gonna take the birds to cover. Uh, I'm I'm doing it. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I got to him there. Holy shit! So uh, the birds crush pocket quarterbacks, right? The Kirk Cousins and the idiots like that. Like yeah. th- th- this dude is just a pocket quarterback. He's a backup quarterback. Maybe a backup. Like, that sucks. The, the line opened at minus five and a half, which immediately screams bet the Eagles because I just feel like the Nationals, the people in the national nationally are going to take the shit out of the Cowboys plus five and a half. The line's already moved, according to my book, down to four and a half, which means tons of money's coming in on Dallas, as you would expect. It's an absolute Eagles line. Last week, I said that I thought that the, uh, the, the Cardinals would cover and the Eagles would win. I think that we smoke the Cowboys this week. I do. It's, and it's just because the line is telling me that. I think that, uh, again, I, I don't think Cooper Rush is ready for what the fuck's about to happen to him. They beat some okay teams, the Bengals, the Rams. Those teams are supposed to be good, but they're fake good. They're all fucking frauds. They stink right Rams now. Rams suck. Rams suck. Bengals kind of suck, too. Um, I, I think they're about to get their first real test, and I think they're going to get smoked. Mm, I love it. Matt, you're good. I'm good? Yep. Is, that, is that good? No, I should have let him know. Fine. No, I'd Sorry. let him know. It's fine. Right. Okay, thank it's you, fine. Nick. Jimmy, your thoughts on the Eagles laying five over 42 and a half. Yeah, we, uh, Dirty Mike and I were having a side combo about, well, the other day. And like the the, the, the line, I, I feel like they're like begging you to like put something on the Cowboys, yep, right? They are uh, begging you. And, and, and that tells me, I think the Eagles are going to crush them. Yep. I think they're going to crush them. Yeah. I think this is going to be like like a a rocking chair ride. Oh my god! Oh boy! Oh yeah! Feed that'd up. be fucking sweet, dude. That would be fucking. Can you imagine oh. winning with like fucking beating the Braves on? You know what? The Braves are going to be gone by Friday, so fuck that. Yeah. Oh, look just at you. just absolutely fucking boat racing the Cowboys. All right, I Jimmy, can. you just talked me into it. I'm changing my score from thirty one seventeen to fifty one seventeen. Nice. Oh wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the Eagles win. I think it's a cover by the Cowboys. It's just... It, it, Ew. Actually, no, I take that back. Yeah, I, think the, I think the Eagles cover. I think the play here, and it's just because of Sunday night trends, it's it's the under. It's just a weird trend that's going on with primetime games. It's all the under. 
that that's all I have. I, I have no idea. The Eagles are such a better team than the Cowboys. Cooper Rush hasn't beaten anybody that good. All they do is hand the ball off and they exploit bad teams. The D, the Dallas defense is good. I, I know you don't want to hear that, but they are. But I think the Eagles are that yeah. much better. If you want to play a trend, and I have not been good at gambling, I'll be the first one to admit that. Uh, credit to me. Yeah, you uh, suck, but, it, but it's the <laughs> under. It is the under. So take the under. What did I say? 42 and a half. I don't take, know. Take that? Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I just Dude, think- that's another line that's begging you to take the under. There's gonna be a 90 yeah, points in this game too, and the- 80 of them are gonna be from the yep. Eagles, right, Job? That's it. Job knows. Uh, I would say take the under. The Eagles are going to win this game. They're going to the buy six and zero, oh, and uh, that means we are ready to get into the Rocky. Bow, bow. Wait a minute, Dirty. Is it okay if I get into this right now? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I think so. One, okay. two. The Rocky Balboa She stays Gambling Yeah I, I, I have no intro to get my fucking socks on Nick you just go right ahead <laughs> You ready for me? Wow, scared. Shit, I usually get an intro. I don't even have my picks no, pulled I'm, up. I'm, th- I'm three and seven. I'm I'm fucking terrible. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. I I lost. I lost a couple last week. You know. You know. I went out and two. It is what it is. Um. I'm, I'm not thrilled. What did Marshawn Lynch say? Like, so I, I'm a, I'm gonna get got sometimes, but like I'm gonna got you more times than I get got. You know that thing that he said? Guys. No. I don't right. think so. I'll send it to you after this. Skittles. Uh, no skittles. Um, yeah, so um, I'm gonna get right into this real quick here. And we're going with a dog weekend. <laughs> we're going dogs, home dogs, two home dogs, Ooh. two winners. I'm going back to the well with the Seattle uh, Seahawks. Oh, <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks are just scoring points at will, and they're playing those stupid ass, not good at football. Fucking little bitch-ass Cardinals. The Seattle Seahawks are winning this game outright. This is the easiest pick of the whole fucking year for me. Plus three. I'll take the three. I'm going to take the money line. I'll probably take some alternative lines. The the Seahawks are going to beat the fucking piss out of the Cardinals. That team fucking sucks. Pick two. This is a fun one. This is a good game. This is this is the this is a game that I can guarantee somebody on this team here, this little RBC of Ace team, is going to take the over in this game because I can guarantee it. I'm taking the Chiefs. Plus three at home against the Buffalo Bills. I, I don't understand why the Chiefs are getting points here. Are they getting points here, Matt? Yeah. Why are points. the Chiefs getting points here? The Chiefs at home. They don't fucking lose at home. Oh, the Bills, yeah, they just scored 50 points. They scored 50 points against a fucking high school team with Kenny fucking... Small fingers fucking picket playing quarterback. Yes, the Bills are awesome, but so are the fucking Chiefs. And they're at home, and you're giving me three points. I'm taking the points, and I'm going to an over. Dirty, whenever you're ready, you can talk. So we're going to start by offering out a few apologies, and I feel like they're in order. One apology is going to go to Matt because I screamed and yelled at him so loud that it made everything so weird and awkward. And oh, kind of, you little bitch. So I, yeah, you know what? I went a little hard and that's fine. I you screamed sh- and yelled at him. And then own it, you little bitch. No, no. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it and I'm going to say I went a little far and that's fine. You sound but, like a little bitch. But not only is there an, another apology to be made, the apology that I need to make besides just screaming and yelling at Matt and making him kind of not lead the show as good as he normally does because I yelled and screamed at him so much would be the Chicago Bears. And you know why I apologize to the Chicago Bears? Because they're not the worst team in the NFL. There's somebody else. 
there's somebody new. And they fired their coach this week. And it's the Carolina Panthers, who might not only be the worst team this year, they could be the worst team since, like, the year 2000. That team fucking blows. Mm. They're so bad, it's almost impossible to even watch them. It's like when they're on red zone, I just want to turn them off because they're just impossible to even look Mm. at. They're going into Los Angeles to play the Rams this weekend, and the spread is Rams minus 10 and a half. And you go, there's no way the Rams are going to cover that spread because they stink too. You know what's sad? The Rams are going to kill them. They're going to kill them because they're so awful. And now their quarterback who sucks is hurt, and they're bringing in a guy who somehow even sucks more than him named P.J. Walker? Are you fucking joking me, who? dude? Exactly. Yeah, so my, my, if it was minus 41, I'd probably take the Rams. And then we're moving into a game where I look at, and Nick already touched on this game a little bit, and it's Bills and Chiefs, and the over-under is 53 and a half. Dude, if there's less than 77 points scored in that football mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. I will literally mm-hmm. bash my head directly into Nick. We'll just collide like rams yeah. with with our big fat horns and just crush into each other with because there's dicks, absolutely out and everything. no chance that game goes under. 53 and a half Bills Chiefs over. Rams smash the Panthers. And then I'm going to somehow be what? What the fuck am I? I'll be 6-5-1. and one. Yeah. Yeah. Tie with me. Now? Yeah, dude. You're good, Matt. Okay, thanks, Nick. Uh, Sal? Sal, you oh, wait, Okay, hey, Sal. Mad you. Hey, man. The trash can pick it a week. <laughs> you <laughs> had your first loss last week, uh, but you, you've been hot all season. Didn't deserve so it. Don't let that deter you. Wasn't even close this week. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is Thursday night football doing? Is they, oh, They're no, just picking no. the worst possible <laughs> matchups in the history of the NFL. We got the Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the Chicago Bears are minus one at home against the Commanders. I mean, it's just Carson Wentz's acne dripping all over the field <laughs> and a moldy hot dog with anchovies and onions and whatever the fuck those weirdos put on their hot dogs down in in Chicago. (laughs) But I'm taking the Bears. Minus one over to the Commanders. What's that that shit they called that they put all over their shit in Chicago? What did you say? What's that shit they put all over their shit in Chicago? Sauerkraut? Nah, dude. I they, don't know. Yeah. They put all the kinds of shit it's on like top of shit. It. You don't need to complicate the hot dog. Yeah, what it's is that shit called? It's a simple food item. You put a little mustard on there. It, it's like their pizza. They complicated the pizza by making it all cake. Yeah, a bunch of fucking weirdos. Okay, Nick, that's enough. What? I'm just talking to Sal, dude. All right, I just, you know, listen. Here, here's where I am. I got to apologize to a couple of people right now. I gotta apologize to you, me? the people backing me. I'm three and seven this year, and uh, I'm not doing so well. All of you that have backed me and uh, not been doing well. I started this way last year, and I ended somewhere between sixty-five percent success. So I do see a bounce back. Uh, I just need to go back to. What was your record last year? I was uh, one and seven or something. Thirty. I was. I was no, to start. To start, I was at one and seven. So yeah, I'm three right. and seven. So I, I I still end it in the sixty percent, winning percentile. So I'm just gonna go back to uh, what I believe in. That's just overs, and my over this week is over in the Arizona and Seattle game of over fifty one. Both these yeah. teams stink. There's gonna be quarterbacks who were just both idiots. There's no bigger idiots as quarterbacks. 
than Geno Smith and Kyler Murray. They both stink. They're both hideous. And they're just going to throw, throw, throw. And I'm taking that over. And then uh, two teams who just hate each other and just want to keep scoring on each other is uh, the Bills and the Chiefs. And that's over like a billion points. I don't care what it is. By the time you place this bet, it could be over like a zillion points. It could be over two points. Just place the over. And the other uh, apology I have to make is the two friends of Dirty Mike and Dirty. So I apologize for that. And uh, that's uh, the gambling hour. So sorry, you know. Hey, I, you both picked that over that I said you were going to pick. You yeah. did it. And, uh, you both did it. That's the gambling hour. Hey, what was your first pick, by the way? Uh, the over in the, the Carolina-Seattle game. Oh, yeah. And then you, you, you called Geno Smith an idiot? Yeah. Dude. Gino's Gino's the truth now, dude. Are we still doing this? Yeah, he's yeah, dude. Gino's the truth, and okay. he's he's gonna absolutely blast Kyler Murray out of that. Field. I'm also I'm also picking the over Gino Smith because he's West Virginia quarterback, and we have Kevin Kincaid. So thank you, Kevin Kincaid, for joining the show. Over on passing, over on rushing, just, over it, on touchdowns, over on take every over you can take on Gino Smith. Take it, take it. Is this the first time we're ending the show on the gambling hour? I don't know. Do you want me to do we it? We are ending the show on the Gambling so Hour. Thank you all for joining the show. Thank you to Kevin Guys. and Kane. We appreciate you for joining the show. Pico. Follow me at Matt RBCFH Pod. Follow us on Instagram Fine. at RBCFH Podcast. Follow at Nuke at Nuke RBCFH Pod. Follow what? at Dirty Mike RBCFH. We will see you all next but week. Good night. The Flyers? The, I, can, I can talk about the Flyers.